I'm Kristen Hetzel, vacation planner, world traveler, Disney foodie, and theme park fan. I'm Al John Go. I'm the husband who's also Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel Comics fan. And together, we host a Disney List podcast. Every week, you'll hear us list our favorite things about Disney theme parks, films, shows, travel, Marvel, and Star Wars in a top 10 list, rankings, and more. That's an impressive list. Subscribe to the Disney List podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. You can even stream us on Source Radio at srsounds.com and check out our live shows on Facebook, the Disney List podcast. Visit thedisneylist.com. I'm Al John Go, co-host of the Disney List podcast as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock podcast here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times so they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next disney cruise disney park trip adventures by disney they can contact me at theme parks and cruises at gmail.com Dining at Disney Podcast. The Dining at Disney Podcast. You'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you would really explore the Disney parks. Let's do this thing! The Dining at Disney Podcast with your hosts, Kristen, Bubba, and Kat. Welcome to the Dining at Disney Podcast. I'm Kristen. With me is Kat and Bubba. And we are talking big, big Disney news, both Disneyland and Walt Disney World changes coming. The fast passes that we all love that at one time were paper and then they didn't become paper. And now they are not free. You will be purchasing your fast passes with the new Genie and Genie Plus that Disney is going to be offering. And that is coming this fall. So we are going to be talking about that. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and click the notification bell so you know when we share new content. Kat, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I can't complain. How are you? I am good. Uh, Kids are in bed, so, you know... Now it's time I can pour myself a drink and, <laughs> and do the show and, and have fun talking to my friends. Yeah. Now that your computer has finally um, updated and done everything it was supposed to do. want to make sure it's okay. How, how are you doing now? <laughs> I'm less frustrated than I was a few minutes ago. But yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay and ready to talk some Disney. And we got an exciting week because... The magic keys go on sale in a few days, so can't wait for that too. About a week, yeah. Yep, not much longer. Okay, so let's go ahead and knock out our Disney news that we have before we get into the big topic uh, that Disney announced this week. <laughs> so I know, Kat, you've got some stuff on the fact that we are now going to have a princess week. Yes. Nice. World Princess Week, the first ever World Princess Week, part of the ultimate princess celebration, starts August 23rd, that's Monday, and celebrates the courage and kindness displayed by Disney princesses and queen, queens, let's not forget, Anna and Elsa, <laughs> gotta remember those girls. Um, it's going to be August 23rd through the 29th, and there's going to be some yummy sweets, and pastry chefs have created some equal yummy treats for you to purchase in and around the world of Disney and Disneyland. Um, let's start at Disneyland, because there's not too much happening at Disneyland, but what is there looks adorable. Uh, Princess Madeline's at Maurice's Treats at Disneyland Park. They are themed to Belle, Snow White, and Aurora and they're Madeline's dipped in chocolate to represent nice. your favorite princesses. They look adorable. They look delicious. Super excited about that. Uh, also, 
the Disney Princess Breakfast Adventure at Napa Rose is coming back. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, starting on the 26th. So they're going to have some Disney Princess items for you to try as well if you get a reservation there. Princess Cake Pops, Petite Raspberry Tarts, Seashell Macaroon, Sorbets, all sorts of things to do with favorite princesses, Jasmine, Rapunzel, Ariel. They'll all be making appearances via dessert over there at Napa Rose. Mm-hmm. And then at Walt Disney World... Uh, let's see. Emma Retz is going to be having a Tiana Petite cake, a dark chocolate chiffon cake with raspberry mousse, raspberry pat's fruit, and chocolate crisp pearls. We love those teeny cakes at Emma Retz. Uh, the Ganachery is offering a princess chocolate bar, which is oh, a ganache chocolate bar. It looks good. It's like a ruby chocolate. It looks delicious. Uh, featuring yeah. jasmine, Ariel, and Snow White. Um, and then there are a couple different locations offering some princess variety cupcakes, mermaid cupcakes, Mulan and Rapunzel cupcakes, and Cinderella cupcakes at the Landscape of Flavors at Art of Animation, World Premier Food Court at Disney's All-Star Movies, and the Contempo Cafe at the Contemporary Resort. We'll all have delicious-looking princess cupcakes for you to try. And... Saratoga Springs will have a Snow White cupcake. And, of course, the Polynesian Resort is going to have a Moana cupcake. So wow. a cupcake for every Disney princess fan possible. I'll for tell you what looks cool awesome. that they have is over at Blizzard Beach. Yes. That Elsa Snow Queen cone. I'm like, Elsa oh, I want that. White chocolate waffle <laughs> cone, vanilla soft serve, and spiraled frozen fractals. Love it. They're also doing an Elsa Sunday, which is vanilla soft serve with blue raspberry swirl, top of the sleigh ride winter sprinkles, and a white chocolate Elsa topper. Nice. Can't go wrong there. Um, then we'll have uh, over at Epcot, there's going to be an Arundel, the Arundel Aqua Lemonade is coming back for the week at Block and Hans at Epcot. That's at the American Pavilion. Uh, Oasis Sips and Sweets in Morocco will have a mosaic cookie featuring Jasmine. And Sunshine Seasons is going to have a sister's cupcake for Frozen with a strawberry cupcake with strawberry filling and strawberry buttercream. Lots of strawberries there. And a sister cookie at the Traveler's Cafe, also featuring the girls from Frozen. Um, at Hollywood Studios, the Trolley Car Cafe will have a seaside brownie, a brownie topped with caramel, with chocolate fudge, excuse me, graham cracker crumbs, and seaside themed chocolate, and a Merida cupcake, yellow cupcake filled with green, red, orange, and black sprinkles, and a green and burnt orange buttercream, gold crisp pearls, and a chocolate arrow. It looks like Every single princess is getting a representation. And I love that. The only one I'm not seeing here who's near and dear to my heart is Princess Leia. And uh, that's okay. That's okay. Okay. Princess Leia. (laughs) Um, Finally, at the Magic Kingdom, the Mermaid Slush, which is a normal fixture over at Prince Eric's Village Market in the Magic Kingdom. Frozen blue raspberry and frozen green apple topped with whipped cream and a mermaid tail. That's on the menu there all the time. You can have it whenever you want. It looks delicious. Do you notice that they misspelled tail? They? Oh my gosh, they it's did. It's the wrong tail. Oops. Spell Ooh. check, please. Grammar check, please. Exactly. Tail, oh. not T-A-L-E. Disney, Disney, Disney. Whoops. <laughs> and finally, at Cinderella's Royal Table, with a reservation there, you can get Cinderella's slipper, a white chocolate or milk chocolate slipper filled with chocolate mousse, and raspberry coulis garnished with fresh berries. So lots of lots of princess snacks happening next week all over the world of Disney in California and in Florida. So if you're a Disney princess fan and you're going to be visiting, try it. If you try something, take a picture, tag us, let us know how it is. Okay, Bubba, I know you have this uh, NBA news. Bubba, we cannot hear you. There we go. Yes, I got NBA <laughs> news for you. Sorry, I was looking at Al John's pictures. He posted the on the <laughs> screen of those cupcakes, yeah. and I just got distracted. So, yes, the NBA experience in Disney World, it is permanently closing, only open for seven months before the pandemic, from what I understand, of August of 2019. And apparently because this is a huge 
experience, like a huge building too. So this is, they said, this is one of the biggest casualties of the pandemic uh, when it comes to size also. Uh, I would have loved to have done this, you know, but apparently this wasn't a huge uh, fan favorite from what I understood. I don't know, I've, I've seen pictures of it um, and it looked amazing. So I don't know what you've what feedback you guys gotten on the NBA experience. It was hardly open. I mean, yeah, it was hardly open. Yeah, I think I, I think I, it was only open for what seven months. Yeah, maybe? yeah, seven months. Yeah, but they said there it wasn't usually when they have attractions opens open their lines, you know, huge lines for them. This it's wrong wrong audience. Yeah, so I think maybe it is the wrong audience. It was cool. I remember when they had the NBA players there. That would have been something to look forward to, you know, when uh, the, on the off season and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, this is going to be closed permanently. Uh, cast members were alerted uh, last week when it was closed. Like they weren't reopening it, so uh, there's no, uh, uh, they don't know what they're going to do with it now. There's no announcement of what they could put in the building, but apparently it's a huge building, so they could do a lot of stuff to it. Yeah. What's the yeah. old Disney Park building? It's like three stories, like huge warehouse space, basically. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. You could turn that into a, you could turn that into a storybook attraction or so, something like that. The, hey, gang, this just in. The Motley crew posted that uh, they could be bringing back. What? Yes, I heard that. What? Yep. And what, what is Disney Quest? Is, Disney uh, Quest. It was a massive. Th- it was an arcade space that included oh uh, what were as an inception state of the art AR VR game experience themed after it was Disney fun. rides and films. Oh, that's, that's cool. They even had like an animation class you could do there as well. An animation class. They had a whole art studio where you could just like go and draw and like animate your art. It was so cool. It was like peak. Why? 90s why did they get rid of that well so so they were they they didn't update it they were gonna right well they were going to franchise it and they were going to build disney quest all over the united states and they actually built one in chicago and they closed it after after x amount of months because it just it was riddled with just operational issues and it was in the wrong location and rent was too high you know i mean just a bunch Uh, of just a bunch of other things but that was part of uh eisner's quest if you will see to (laughs) expand the disney footprint and um and that was also part of the expansion of disney restaurants and different things like that to do store within a store and a bunch of different things that he wanted to do so that was all part of Eisner's era. Oh wow! I enjoyed Disney Quest. It was I thought it was fun. We always added that onto our package when we would go down and just at least one or two nights we would go and hang out at Disney Quest till it closed and loved it. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. That they should definitely bring that back. I mean, I miss having the arcade at Disneyland. The when they had the arcade in Disneyland and then in California Adventure when they turned it into Flynn's Arcade. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they got rid of that. You could keep that forever, but you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Disney Quest was such a like a, a a weird. It was in like such a weird period where like video games were just getting the the like heightened graphics that they have now, and but everyone didn't have access to it yet. So like there was like so much VR, but the VR was not good. It was yeah. like just mediocre, and then they had the um. Oh, the like you program your own roller coaster simulator thing. I mm-hmm. what it's called. A virtual magic. That was like, oh yeah, magic. I remember yeah. virtual space mountain. Yeah, and it was like they had so many weird niche things, but then they just let it kind of fall apart, which was so terrible. Yeah. Well, wow. the telltale sign wow. was when they stopped putting the um, was it the Ghirardelli, Kristen? That was was top floor cheesecake factory oh, cheesecake factory yes it was a cheesecake factory because they went in a big partnership with them for these franchise locations and when that didn't pan out they pulled out and that just spelled the death knell for that whole expansion oh wow i love cheesecake factory i know that's that's a solid <laughs> fact right there i had that for dinner tonight yeah i did Nice. Did you? I did. I wanted jealous. asparagus. Jealous. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Yeah, so the NBA experience is closing permanently. No word yet on what's going to go in there. But like you said, they might bring Disney Quest back 
from you heard it from Al John. And that's something that's pretty cool in my in my opinion. That would be way better than the NBA experience. So we'll see what happens in the next few months with that. I think timing's everything because eighties retro games are in. For sure. You know? They've always been in. I don't know what they've I, even early two thousands to now, it's they've always been in. because uh, I go to arcades and I sorry, I go up to the Galaga games or the Pac-Man or you know, the old school games. Burger time. It. Burger time. Root beer tapper is one of my favorites. I don't know if you remember that game. But uh yeah, I, yeah, I remember I Tapper love- when it was just called Beer Tapper. <laughs> beer Tapper. I know we got it when you're beer tapper, but root beer tapper, that, those were I mean, those are solid games that I could play all day when I go to the arcades. So. Well, yeah. and there's built-in content because even Disney had their own like SE uh Nintendo SE uh, games, Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, oh, Lion yeah. King. They had all those like pixelized 8-bit games available. I don't see why they couldn't put those in an attraction. People would go to play those things, I think. Bring back Disney Infinity. Who knows? <laughs> okay, so I've got two short stories. One is that Space 220 restaurant, which launches you 220 miles into space via one or two elevators, depending. There's one of two, I should say. There's two, but you can only ride one at a time. Um, (laughs) It will take you to the space station. We have an opening date for it. So just in time for the 50th celebration, this restaurant will open beginning mid-September. So it looks really cool. I can't wait till they post uh, the menus and things like that because then we get to see what kind of delicious foods we can order. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is a Patina Group restaurant, correct? I I don't remember. I think I think we did mention that it was. Yeah. So it's okay. like a Tiffin's. Tiffin's. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully the menu is going to be Pretty good. Yeah. I think it's going to be cool. Hey everyone is Zach from Walt. And then also, buffets are coming back. And the first one to come back is going to be Boma. It has uh, a reopening date of uh, August 20th, so tomorrow. And they have a new menu released for breakfast and dinner. And I'm just gonna read a few of the things on the dinner menu. Uh, The pricing for it is 49 per adult, 27 per child. uh, And they just have a partial listing. So like the Berber chickpea salad is back. The um, Tunisian couscous and shrimp salad. You have the North African cauliflower salad, tabbouleh, olive oil, herb-crusted potatoes, and lamb boba thai. So those will all be back for you to enjoy. So Nice. Yes. Good afternoon. I'm just glad and to see to those Disney's things Animal back. Kingdom. I'm Court. I get paid by... Sorry, gang. What? My computer decided <laughs> to throw up all over the place. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, what? <laughs> um, okay, so I guess it is time for the big, big topic. Yes. What everybody wants to know. Yep. Yeah. And the unfortunate news is there is no free fat, fast pass anymore. I mean, now you yeah. actually have two options. There will be a Disney Genie app as well as the Disney Genie Plus. The Disney Genie Plus is the one that you will pay for. So this is set up to where you're going to put in like the attractions that you want to do. You're going to be able to input places you want to eat and and it's going to be day of and then you'll it'll come up and it'll give you times. So it's going to create based on the traffic of the park, your, what they're going to, you know, your personal itinerary for the day. And it'll tell you. I like that. um, The one thing I like is this is getting rid of the 60 day window for fast passes. um, Because now if you do the, the genie plus service, 
that it's going to be in the morning, what they're calling lightning lane is going to be what they're now calling fast pass. And there's going to be its own entrance, but it's $15 at Walt Disney World per person per day. It is 20 out at Disneyland. 20 at Disneyland. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it says you can make one selection at a time throughout the day from classics like the Haunted Mansion to thrill rides like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and newer favorites like Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. It does say that individual attraction selections, guests can schedule a time to arrive at up to two highly demanding attractions each day using Lightning Lane entrance like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or Radiator Springs. These will be subject to limited availability. These attractions are not included in the $15 or $20 purchase with your Disney Genie Plus. These will be additional. And apparently prices will vary by day attraction um, and which park you're in. So I'm wondering, like, does that mean we could spend $20 just to ride Radiator Springs once? Like what what kind of pricing are we looking at here? Because that could get to be very expensive. We won't know. Yeah, we won't know the pricing until... I mean, they have to release a calendar, at least a calendar of what kind of like how they did the tiers. Like this is a tier one day or tier two, tier two day. You know, they have to release prices. So, you know what you're getting yourself into for that day. Mm -hmm. You can't just just bring it up like, oh, you know, here's the day. Now it's going to be $15 because we're at capacity, you know, stuff like that. No, they can't do that. But now, the one thing that I did find out, uh, like for people who are using a travel agent, you will be able to add this to your package before you even go. So it's not like you have to get there and then that day go, I want to spend the $15 to add, you know, Genie Plus to my trip. And you can do that before you even go and include that all as part of your package. So, you know, there's that option rather than waiting to the last minute to add it, you know, especially if you've got something like a Disney visa, it comes out really convenient because they have that 0% APR for six months when you book, you know, use your Disney visa to book a package. Well, then that price would also be something then that you would be able to not have to just throw out that big chunk of money at one time. You can put that, roll that in to that if you're a Disney visa holder. Yeah. Um, It's, it says that it's going to give you more flexibility and fun. It'll bring existing planning features together in one place. So you can join a virtual queue at certain attractions. You'll be able to make dining and experience reservations. Mobile order your food at many of the locations and get help from a virtual assistant. Those are some of the things that will be in there. Um, It'll display current and forecasted future wait times when you're in that app too. So I I guess that would make it easier for you to go, well, if we're going to do this, I'd rather wait now when it's this than if they're expecting it to be, you know, 90 minutes at three o'clock. Yeah, I get that. So what is everybody's thoughts on this? Uh, I, I mean, it's, I like their thinking with this, you know, um, I guess another, uh, group did this, uh, was it touring plans or something like that to where they plan your day too, or something like that. I, I, from what I read, uh, but you know, it's, it's nickel and diming us with these fast passes. Yeah. I, I kind of see that, you know, they got a lot of money to make up because of the pandemic, but don't do it like this. This is not the way to go. Um, it's been free. I know a lot of changes are going to be happening, but I don't agree with the, with this lightning pass and paying more for rise of resistance or radiator springs or stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's just beyond me that they're, they're doing this, especially since it's been free all these years. I loved having those fast passes and even collecting them. I, I collected all the fast passes too, back in the day. And, uh, 
you know, so it's, it's, it's hard. It's a hard one to swallow, right? I get the getting rid of the paper fast passes because that is a whole bunch of paper that then needs to be recycled or ends up in a trash can and it's wasteful that I get. Yeah. But But that means everybody, but that means everybody has to bring a phone no matter what you have to bring a phone with data to the park. It's basically mandatory. Yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah. My question is what happens for people who don't have cell phones? Because exactly. there are people who don't have cell phones. I mean, my dad got or a smart phone cell phone at the very like three years ago. My dad did not have a cell phone until three years ago. Now he has one, but he's just, he, and he, but he's one of those people that like doesn't, take it with him when he travels or things like that. His, he's just, he's not a cell phone person. <laughs> so um, how do, how are they going to accommodate? I mean, if there's people who do visit the parks that come from cultures that don't, just don't have cell phones, that's not part of their lifestyle. No, I'm sorry, having, that, having, having that ticket in your hand, it's just, it's a different feeling than having your ticket on the phone. I don't know. It is for me. You know, just having a ticket in hand. It's yeah. that's how it's been done all these years. That's how you keep track. Yeah, it's wasteful on paper, but it's it's something that where you didn't need this. You needed, you know, just to pay a piece of paper. You yeah. definitely will need to make sure you have plenty of like a nice power bank or multiple power banks, depending on what you're planning on doing with your phone, because People are going to take videos. They're going to check their email. They're going to text pictures to family. That all already eats up your battery. And then to use it all day at the park to, you know, navigate your day, you're going to need a really good power bank. Okay. Are you going to see this comment from Joan? Joan says, I don't necessarily want an app to tell me where to go next. And I completely agree with you. Honestly, when I go to the park, I want to like take my normal walk walk through the park and like do the things as I see them when I want to do them at my own speed. I get the whole, like go here now because there's not a line thing, but like if I'm having a leisurely day, I feel like that part of the planning of it might stress me out like a lot. That might stress me out more than I'm willing to be stressed out by an app. And I, yeah. this, is what I, yeah. this is what I've been telling people lately. I said, you can't just go to Disney and not have a plan anymore. You have yeah. to plan. You have to make reservations. You have to do this. You have to do that. It's no more spontaneous, you know, just walking in and let's just go about it. No, you you can't go to car. You can't go to, I, I've been trying to make reservations for Goofy's Kitchen ever since they started reservations and you can't get any anymore. 60 days out, you still can't get anything. And so it's just- now. It's, it's a different experience, but this is why you need to call Kristen so she can help you plan your trip too. These exactly. are what trip planners are for. <laughs> but I think they're taking your jobs away by doing this, you know, Disney Plus, because uh, you know it's it's all being automated now. It's, yeah, and and I don't like that. You know, I think there will always be certain certain benefits to booking with a travel agent. One of them being, and especially if you have a good travel agent, the one thing is if you have an issue on your trip, you're not the one having to deal with it. You can pick up the phone and call your travel agent, text your travel agent, email your agent and be like, hey, this is going on. Can you help me? And then I say, yes, I've got it. Go to the park have fun, you know, do you prefer me to call, text, or email you and let you know what the update is? Yeah. And I've had, I've had that. I've had people have problems. And then I've seen other people who have booked on their own and they have issues and then they get on Facebook or wherever else on social media and complain about how awful and this happened and that happened and it ruined their time. And it's like, that's, it doesn't save you any money to book on your own. It doesn't cost you anything, at least if you're booking through, you know, the agency I work for. We don't charge anybody anything to help with their planning or give them tips or dealing with anything. It's the same price you're going to pay Disney, you know. So 
I think that's one one thing. Also, if you have a specialized agent who does frequently do whatever it is your travel preferences, whether it be cruising or international travels or Disney, if you have somebody who's done that a lot, no matter what, that experience is going to benefit you when you're, you know, you're trying to plan because they can, they're going to, well, they should, I'm, I I do. When somebody messaged me, I'm like, oh, do you want to do this? There's a, you know, like I'll explain to people, this is the, the good thing about getting the memory maker. Like you can do this, you can do that. And it gets pictures with everybody. You don't have to worry about trying to find somebody like, hey, can you take my picture and that kind yeah. of stuff, you know, little things like that. Or, hey, um, just, so you know, if you dine at this restaurant, you know, look at getting this particular meal thing. If, if you like X, Y and Z, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's things that they can tell you tips and tricks that they know or at least somebody like myself that has gone way too many times can tell you. (laughs) Somebody recently asked me, they're like, how many times have you been to Disney? I said, "Um, I stopped counting when I hit a (laughs) hundred. It's like when I hit trip 100, I was like, it's time to just, (laughs) there's no reason counting. And at one point I actually added uh, before I even hit a hundred trips of the number of days that I had spent and I had already spent a year and a half of my life (laughs) in a Disney park. And I was like, yeah, I better not keep doing this. (laughs) Yeah. I think I hit around 500 days or I'm probably over that, but. Oh, I'm sure. Especially being local. It's it's a lot easier when you can drive like 10 minutes. well, my record is 13 days in a row going to Disney when I lived there. 13 days in a row. <laughs> I have gone 11 days in a row. However, that was on my honeymoon. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it was supposed to be longer, but we had to cut it short, unfortunately. But yeah, so I think no matter what, an agent will still be able to help you. Um, but as far as having an agent to do itinerary planning down to details for you that you won't need anymore. And the issue of not being able to get thing, you know, fast passes at 60 days, that's not a problem because you can't book any of these things till the day of. Yeah. So you can't book any, any passes or anything. It'll, it's going to be interesting to see how that changes the standby lanes. Are the waits going to be as long or are we going to have significantly less people that are choosing to do the lightning lane and therefore wait times aren't as long? Don't forget single Um, rider line. Yeah. (laughs) Can I be Debbie Downer for like Yes, you can. Oh, Um, yeah. Or like realistic Ramona. But um, (laughs) um, the amount of issues that my family personally has had with my Disney experience, adding additional accounts to the same name, assigning tickets to people that don't exist, uh, just <laughs> issues, issues, issues with my yeah. Disney experience. Like we go to guest services at least once a trip because something's going on with my Disney experience and I can't log in or it won't recognize our tickets or whatever. Adding more functionality to my Disney experience an app that's already glitchy feels a little counterintuitive. Yeah. And my question is, do we think that they're going to start bringing back more plaids, guest services, people to, cause there's going to be an influx of people who are having problems. There's no question about it. So I'm not worried about the line of Haunted Mansion. I'm worried about the line of guest services. Guest services. Well, I'm sure they will be scattered once this really, they have to scatter them. Because it's just going to be chaos, if, yeah. especially if the app goes down. I mean, yeah. what if the app goes down? You're you're stuck and rocking a hard place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's what are guest services going to do? Oh, let me look that up. Oh, I can't. Our systems are down. That's right. So. Well, and not all phones have equal cell reception in the park. Yeah, they do have you... hot spots and so they do have Wi-Fi in some spots of the park. But even Wi-Fi can be. Hit or miss in the parks too. So yes. then the issue is what happens when you can't access that stuff? This is a, this, I don't love it. just all questions. I don't love it. I'm also um, wondering how it's going to impact APs. 
or magic key holders or magic whatever we're calling holders. them now. Key holders. Um, I don't know if it'll have any impact. I mean, it's just we're going to have to pay for the whatever, the, the Genie Plus for or the Lightning Plus, whatever, what the Lightning thing, whatever it is. Just, it's or the Photo Pass. What is it? $20 yeah. for the Photo Pass for yeah. one day? Yeah. Uh, but ugh. I don't know. Like adding Genie Plus on is like a service to add to your AP or. Whatever. I, I doubt it. I, they I doubt it too. That. Yeah. They would have announced that with it. Like, oh, if you're going to become a key holder for an extra, uh, I don't know, $300, you could have Disney Plus or Genie Plus on all your uh, trips to Disney during the year. I don't know. Just, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's going to be interesting. Like We're all speechless. Just like, uh, it's going to be interesting to see now. how that impacts park hoppers yeah how that's gonna work plan. you know have more to plan yeah it sounds so stressful like i don't want to do that yeah it does it sounds stressful it's because your vacation is supposed to be i mean yeah people that go to the park constantly is one thing but if you're on vacation you don't want these stresses but no here they are <laughs> here they are here they are now so ugh. i don't know Hmm. It says it's supposed to be maximizing your part time and your fun. I'm still going to give it, you know, give it a chance and see how it how it does. I'll try it if, you know, if I'm able to. And, you know, we'll, I, I'm not going to say this is going to be the worst thing ever. When I no. Have even no seen uh, how yeah. So, uh, you know, no, we'll it just give, makes we'll me have more questions. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It just makes you just like, oh, gosh, what now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, the one thing is they are making some enhancements to the disability access service program that they have yes. that one thing you'll be able to do now is enroll in the program before you take your trip. So you can contact them and they'll be able to help you ahead of time instead of waiting oops waiting until you get to the park to visit guest relations so that is something i'm going to say that if anybody needs that definitely now that you can do it ahead of time do it ahead of time because especially if people end up having issues with with genie or genie plus and having to go to guest services i'm kind of hoping that maybe they set up you know, throughout the park, like they do over in California, that they do it in Walt Disney World, where there's some stands where you can go up and ask those cast members to, you know, assist you with whatever it is. Because I think otherwise, poor guest relations is going to end up having some very long lines with very unhappy people. And we all have seen how horrible some people can behave uh, to cast members in the park. And yeah, I'll tell you, I would not want to be working in guest relations when this thing launches. No, definitely not. I will say that working for the place that shall not be named Universal Studios, <laughs> um, they've had a pay for play uh, fast pass system for a very long time. Yeah. But it's not an individual thing. It's like you pay for the day and you go from there. Um, go from there. And I think it's worked out pretty well for them. Granted, they don't have half as many attractions as a Disney park does, at least here in Hollywood, in Hollywood, they don't, there's not very many things to do at Universal Studios Hollywood. besides like drink heavily and like walk in a circle. Um, but <laughs> I'm biased. I apologize. Um, Hopefully not a straight line. Yeah, seriously. Um, (laughs) It has worked for them. And I think people do like doing it at Universal Studios. I don't know if anyone who's watching is a Universal Studios fan, but I think that people get their money's worth out of it. Um, So, I, you know, it could be really great. It might be really terrible, but I mean, I'm willing to give it a shot. It's the the per head. It's the price per head thing that bothers me a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. If they could do like a group pricing, that would be great. Or like you know, a, family like a family pass. A family pass, yeah. Yeah, like gold, uh, the D23 you know, gold family pass is like yeah, up to four like people. Four to four people. Yeah. Perfect. If it's more, you'll pay, okay, there we got another person, add another five bucks. Yeah. Whatever, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, somebody had asked if there will still be a standby line. I think it was Joan asked that. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's still going to be a standby line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they'll, and, they'll, and they'll be single rider too. So I'm yeah. recommending people, you know. Yeah. And, and virtual queues. Virtual queues are still happening for yeah. spider for web slingers here, Rise, yeah. and it's going to be for Ratatouille, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure or whatever at Epcot when it opens. Virtual queues yeah. will still be happening. So lots of choices. Yeah, it'll be... It'll definitely be interesting. I hope it goes better than we all think because it seems to be pretty standard across the internet. A lot of people are not thrilled with it. Um, Yeah. We go to the comments. Yeah. They're pretty, pretty harsh. (laughs) You know, it's been, you know, it started with, we got the free Wi-Fi on resort. Awesome. And then from there, when that happened, because you used to have to pay $10 a day to get Wi-Fi. Uh, but then not long after that is when we started paying for other things, like paying for parking at the resorts, which didn't happen before. And with all these changes of adding things to pay, Disney's got to make sure that it puts on its A-game and does everything they can to make sure that guests get what they feel is worth their money. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a we... lot with the prices going up. I mean, it's it's going to prevent people who had been going to the parks from going. Well, it's going to um, price out a lot of people. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. When does it start? Do we know an exact date? Oh, uh, all I saw was in the fall. So, so I would say yet. probably 50th, the 50th is like the window, right? I would think so. I'm looking to see, cause I'm logged into the agent site and I'm oh, looking yeah. to see if on here. Yeah. There's no date mentioned, okay. but, okay. but the cool thing is you can add it ahead of time before you go on your trip. So that's, I mean, that's nice to know that you can add that ahead of time. And people yeah. don't have to wait until they get to the park to to add that option on if if they want. This might be a dumb question, and you might have already said it, and I just wasn't paying attention. But is it going to affect reservations for dining? The sixty day window for dining reservations? Do you think? I don't I think, think so. I don't. I don't. I don't think it will. It's just, no. that's just all going to be. I think when you do get your dining reservation, you could link it to your genie because it'll give you a confirmation sure. code i guess so yeah but i don't think you'll be able to because to make reservations through genie plus but you like will I said, you can see you'll you be will. able to make dining well, like, but yeah but everything's already booked like you there's no reservations for you there's no reservations it's all going to be walk up so yeah yeah that's what i read yeah. you can check your walk up you know if you're on a walk up list yeah but I mean, yeah, yeah, it's his dining and experience reservations, restaurant check-in. So yeah, you'll be able to check in, I guess, with it. But well, if you try to plan your, you know, sixty days out when you want to get a reservation, will you be able to use Genie Plus yeah. or just link your reservation to the Genie Plus? That's that's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. It says make dining know. reservations, but it so, also doesn't. It also say it's for the day of. And if you go the day of, there's no yeah. reservations. Because nothing day of that doesn't do me any good if they've been booked since May. They've been booked, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Because it's not clear about other than because that you'll be able to make dining reservations. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're going to limit the number of dining reservations instead of like now where, you know, pretty much everything gets booked up in the beginning before long before people travel. I think it would be smart to cut the reservation window down for dining. Like Disney World for the longest time was it 180 days, six months. (laughs) And if you didn't, you know, decided two months, like, oh, hey, two months from now, I want to go to Disney. You couldn't get the dining at places like Cinderella's Royal Table and stuff like that, that people wanted to do. And I think that impacts, you know, that impacts your vacation when you're wanting to go at this time. But you can't, sometimes people can't plan that far in advance. No. Because the majority of people have jobs and they're the ones that those jobs are paying for the trips to Disney and not everybody's employer, you know, 
can is good with, hey, you can plan that far out. It's like, no, you have to wait closer to the date. Yeah, I would think they would keep some reservations open. Uh, they should for day of reservations through Genie Plus. Yeah. You know, and, and right now I feel like that's kind of how it is because, you know, we were trying to get reservations to Carthay for when mom comes and I just had to go on like every four hours until one popped up. And I finally got one after like two weeks of trying, yeah. but you know, just like trying, trying, trying because people are canceling and they're adding tables and they're upping capacity and everything's in flux so hard right now that maybe they'll start adding more tables day of anyways. Yeah. I don't know. I would hope so. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this works out once it starts. It's an adventure. And we'll definitely keep everybody posted as information comes in about it on all of the updates and new information on this. Um, I'm going to try and do, there's like a, a webinar for it for travel agents. Oh. I'm going to try and oh, cool. get into that webinar and hope that they uh, allow us to ask some questions. That you might need a drink or two. You might, need a drink, you might need a drink or two during that webinar. Strong <laughs> <laughs> <Draw> the bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With everything being thrown at you. Uh. <sighs> I think we covered everything we could think about when it comes to Genie Plus so far. I think yeah. so too. I don't know. I do like that it's the Genie. You know, I am a little bit of a fan of Robin Williams, so. <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of people saying that I guess he didn't like having it used for advertisements, Robin Williams. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So the fact that they're doing this, they said it would like he would be he would be pissed if he was alive today, but who knows? It could be Will Smith's genie. Who knows? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he did his best I didn't mind it It was. I thought it was going to be bad but no I enjoyed it he did a great job Cats he did, he did the best Cats he could being at, in the shadow he the he could. of Robin Williams yes Cats just like they're like I was already the negative energy today once so I'm going to hold back not to say she's like trying to bite her tongue until the blood comes ah, yeah. I remember being a little, little kid watching Mork and Mindy and loving the TV show Mork and Mindy. So since I was very small, I have been a fan of Robin Williams. See, I watched the stand-up when I was a kid. We probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have, but <laughs> but that's how I fell in love. Oh, man. So, yes, I've seen so many of his movies because it was him, you know? Yeah. And he's what made you love the genie to begin with. I mean, how many people can improv like he could? No, I mean, his, no his, his improving for genie was just phenomenal. Nobody. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. I was like, yeah, hit that. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and click the notification bell so you know when we share new content. Uh, you can find this podcast as well as all of our other episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms, whether it be Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And for those of you that want to support the show, you can do that as much as an easy like Subscribe, share, 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 share. Or you can shop one of our links on Dining at Disney because we've got Amazon, Garden Grocer, the Disney Store. So you can shop those. Or you can go on Anchor and be like our top donor, Lindsay, and you can donate to us for anywhere from 99 cents a month to as much as $9.99 a month. So Bubba, do you want to tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us at DiningAtDisney.com, also on Dining at Disney, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, do whatever you need to do. And then as for me, you can find me on Instagram at Big underscore Bubba underscore B. And for all your travel cruise needs, as I said before, talk to Kristen right here. Give her an email at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. And 
let her do the Genie Plus seminar first before you guys throw all your questions out at her. <laughs> so, but I'm sure she'll do the best she can, like she always does, to help you guys. And where can we find you, Kat? You can find me on Instagram at catastrophe at C-A-T underscore A-S-T-R-O-P-H-E or on my podcast, Eat the Pictures, every Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to check out the Disney list every Sunday live on Facebook with Kristen and Al John. Also catch our friends, the WDW Park Hoppers, Park Hopper John and Park Hopper Sid talk about everything Walt Disney World. And they'll hopefully be with us and Tony next week on our Happy Hour podcast. And also the Disney Arts podcast with Tony and John. And for Facebook, check out the Disney Dorks and the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone. Until next time, I'm Kristen. With me was Kat and Bubba. Bon appetit. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings. It is intended for entertainment purposes. Skull Rock Podcast. Talking all things Disney. With your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. If you'd just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more, the all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years in counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughagram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming up Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossert, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com.